Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the, the show, show show. We've not done that in a while. We haven't I done that we'd bring it back. in ages. I thought we'd bring it back. You're lucky I went with you there because I had no idea what you were doing. and uh, But I trusted you, you see. Yeah. And trust I is a very important you. component in um, hosting and improv. Hosting. So. Hosting. Yes. How are you, my man? Yeah, good. Um, been been sort of a nothing week. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I do. Waiting on a do. on a house contract so I can move my move house. <clears throat> yeah, waiting on a house contract so I can move house. Uh, waiting on a few other contracts, hopefully that may or may come from other gigs and stuff. Um. <laughs> so yeah, just sort of been prepping for things that may never happen. Um, but you know, always. Well, good no, to the be move, prepared. the move is definitely happening. I mean, that is well, 100% yes, happening. one way or another. And the the landlord did say it will be on its way. So, what the really house excited. is it being delivered to? You? Yeah. It's on its way. Did you <laughs> get an email? Did you get a, Did you get an no. email confirmation? It'll be with you between the hours of one on one and three on the fifth of May. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pop it on the balcony. Blow it yeah. up. Um, but it'll, so what um, you've described there is a bouncy yeah, castle essentially <laughs> cool, I wouldn't mind living in a bouncy castle in London yeah so that's it really uh, I've, I've tr- other things to report it was my dad's birthday yesterday Gary Ling how is he good we, I went to his uh, went to the, my parents house and uh, went out for a steak did you now how do you like your yeah. steak cooked Tom I don't think I know medium medium oh medium you don't do medium rare you go full-on medium no because in my experience and um, maybe it's been bad experience i i often ask for a medium and then they they it, it comes a bit rare anyway you know so yeah yeah like sure. yesterday was actually i i kind of worry if i'd ask for medium rare because it was really? pretty pretty intense well i bet what happens is because people probably just assume you mean medium rare that's probably what they like because it's like the most common one i think medium rare yeah you know yeah i like a bit of i like a bit of cook on there you know yeah yeah of course you don't want it rare do you i mean that's just no. crazy town that people would be rare steaks is that like rare steak i mean do they is that like literally they just sear it basically I, I, yeah i think i think the, the steak literally just says hello to the pan and then jumps out oh, just, I feel just like to seal in like the juice a quick kiss a kiss on the kiss on the yeah. pan and now yeah yeah even with like slightly medium rare i'm a bit like you know when it's like kind of chewy because mm. it's a, so yeah, i love rare. it i love medium rare i'm a big fan of Ooh, medium rare. i don't know i don't know i like a bit of i like I my think... knife to kind of just go yeah <laughs> Sorry if anyone's a sorry vegan for this sorry for any year. any vegans any vegetarians sorry um I we are no. actually I am actually my mum is a vegetarian and she listens to this so that's that's good oh, isn't it sorry <laughs> well well like we are moving to like my lunches are now exclusively vegetarian pretty much what do you want a medal um no I'm just saying it's <laughs> you want a vegetarian medal to try and try and move away from 
especially cows and beef and all that. That's not good. Mm. Methane. He says after spending three minutes talking about a steak. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, again, first steak I've had in in a, in quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. Very no, very good, rare good. occasion. <laughs> hey, there it is. Stop <laughs> it! Somebody, somebody stop him. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a nothing week, as you say. Really, it's kind of also a bit of a trans transitory. I was going to say it's totally rubbish English. Um, a transition week. Um, it's my last week at the boxing gym, and oh uh, yes, that, that's all very because strange. Of the scheme and all because that. of the scheme. Because of the scheme. <laughs> the scheme to get you. We out. don't talk of the scheme. <laughs> um, the scheme. The scheme. Um, yes, because of the scheme. Um, so yeah, I won't be doing that from this week, which is a sad, sad times. I enjoy it there. Um, and also just trying to work out kind of life, um, what it's like to live in an open world, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, because I'll tell you what, I I do, I do understand. Yeah. I, um, obviously when everything opened up, you just, Mm. you just, you're just booking things with your friends all the time. You know, you're just, you're kind of, you're, you're finding yourself very booked. And I've my, like my body's just forgotten what it's like to be like that, and I'm finding like organising myself very very difficult because you just I'm just not used to it. Not used to having plans. No, no. My plans for the last four months have mostly been revolving around sitting on Zoom with you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm being deliberate. Like I I I try to keep my Sundays, even though I am going out. The Lord's like, Day. Lord's Day. Try to keep it free, mm. just so I can like refresh. Because yeah, even even like just going out in the in the evenings now, I find every evening I'm going for drinks or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm so it's excited. Just, uh, it's just a lot, isn't it? Good and you're though. Just so tired. Yeah, it's, it's great. Fun. But and it's going to take some getting used to. I just I think I, th- I went a bit too in the deep end. You know, just went straight yeah. straight for it. And it's just like you should. I should have eased myself in. It's like the gym, you know. Tom goes to the gym. He's not just a funny guy. Yeah, he also likes to keep fit. No, but you know, I went. So I went back. I mean, they're not going to think this is impressive. Oh, he I went. went back he went too week. hard. He went too hard in the gym, guys. And, um, well, no, crit- critically, I didn't go hard at all. Oh, he didn't I... go hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> I didn't go hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, this week has been filled with trying to um, find out absolutely anything about this week's show. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously uh, this week's letter is... Of course. Q! Nah, a bit, bit better than that. Q! Mm, a bit better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of want it to go. Yeah. Oh, you want it that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that's cool. Is that the one? You happy? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. good. Glad. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It. it quilters. <laughs> quilters. The musical. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it oh. has been a fascinating this week. Bit, we, fascinating is a word. Um, what a bizarre What a bizarre, thing. yeah. 
Yeah, all round strange. Um, I've only ever heard of Quilter or Quilters. I know there's, there was a magazine about Quilters or called Quilters, and I and I and I was like, surely, surely, there isn't a musical about people who sew quilts out of the magazine. Mm. Um, and I also know it because of Roger Quilter, the composer. Okay. And I thought, oh, okay, that makes sense. But um, to my absolute um, shock, it is in fact a musical about people who sew, sew quilts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. And that is actually, that is the entirety of, and of I've just, the show. I, yeah, I was about to say. I'm very, just, very crucial to the format. <laughs> I've just done the plot. I've just done the plot yeah. right there. Done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think like we did last week, let's say, so, so. Mm. So the the music, get it? Da, yeah. So the music was by Barbara Damashek, Damashek, uh, and the book was by both uh, Barbara Damashek or Damashek and a uh, Molly Newman. Now I have uh, to go straight in here with with a Molly yep. Newman reference to something else that I love dearly, and well, probably I did see this love more yeah. than many things in life, and that is Molly Molly Newman was a writer on Frasier, my favorite sitcom of all time. She wrote the mm-hmm. episode. Um, now this is going to be great knowledge off the top of my head, but she wrote the episode. Guess who's coming to breakfast? Didn't she, Tom? She did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a bit sad, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. That now interestingly, as we go into the plot, maybe I should say this later, but it's just that episode is also. It's a farce episode where lots of things happen in the episode that it all comes together at the end due to other people's behaviours and stuff, which actually is very similar to... Um, to the, this. The, the, to this. To this. Yeah. So there you go. I've managed to Identical. tie in two of my favourite things in life, musical theatre and Frasier. So there we go. I'm I was going to say quilts is, is one of your favourite things. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was quick. That was quick, yeah. <laughs> Sewing quilts is one of my favourite things. It's one of those, you know... Yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm in one of those circles at like the beginning of a class or rehearsal, people always say say a favorite fact, and I'm like, I love sewing quilts. Do you, <laughs> so, uh, do you want to give us a 45 second rendition of of the plot? Yep. Can I can I give it in less than 45 seconds? Is that allowed? You. I feel like I feel like there's some stuff to unpack here. Dude, no, there isn't. Maybe not. 45 seconds worth. Dude, but... there isn't. <laughs> well, let's... Um, okay, I wanna, I'm just... I'm, I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. Don't worry. I'm interested to see what uh, what you say. Okay. So I'm not sure I would know what to say. Okay. But, um, but here you go. 45 seconds. Ready? Yes. Un, deux, trois. Allez! <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I just wasn't expecting the LA. I could have gone. I could have gone. <laughs> but then you said LA. And I was like, all right. We're in the American Wild West where pioneer women are talking. Sarah and six women, who are kind of her daughters, but they're not really. They're facing frontier life. Now, instead of giving us a plot, basically, they are all sewing different quilts. And within each quilt is a different story. We are shown what it's like to be a young girl what it's like to be married, when the, what it's like to give birth to a child, friendship, death, 
illness, school, we're giving a big old tableau of pioneer frontier life. And at the end, all of the quilts come together into one giant quilt to show us life. Yeah, wow. Okay, okay. Uh, essentially 43 seconds. Well, I'm very glad I managed to eke it out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. I mean, that is essentially what it says on Wikipedia. Yeah, um, well. However, you have watched act one of this. Did you manage to watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing, yeah. See, I, I did give up. I couldn't hear a word. Could not hear Well, we word. should tell them what we watched. Well, so, yeah, critically, the reason we couldn't hear a word is because this was the only way to hear any of the song or, yeah. or watch anything from the show was to watch um, a, a YouTube video entitled Quilters Act One, simply, <laughs> uh, which appears to be a high school the American uh, high recording, school recording. Yeah. Of, the, of the show, performance of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, with a very loud piano, very loud. Yeah, is that in the comments? <laughs> yeah, that person. The piano is far too loud. Yeah, honestly, the person took time out of their day <clears throat> to go to Quilters Act One, watch a high school performance of it, and comment below. Piano is way too loud. Um, I really don't like it when the piano is too loud. It uh, it he ruins said, it. Dank chords. Commented three years ago, piano is way too loud. Full stop. I hate when musical theatre is eighty percent piano. No full stop. Blimey! He didn't, he didn't even he didn't even want to finish it. No. Well, Mister Dank Chords, if that is your your thoughts about musical theatre being eighty percent piano, then my friend, you will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to any Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> no. People like that. Oh, funny. <laughs> hate that. Hate that. Yeah. Um, I suppose from what I gathered from the from the I yes, I, Tom. I searched oh all around the internet. Mm-hmm. From what I gathered, it was essentially like like you say a few tableaus, almost kind of just short stories about or or themes, mm-hmm. and each one was told through the through the quilting of a quilt. Or the sewing, the of, sewing the of the quilt. And then at the end, all the themes come together. They're held together quite literally by one giant quilt. <laughs> and all these stories come together and it's one big quilt. You know what? Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, what we can do, because as, as Tom said earlier, I mean, it was really hard to hear anything they were saying slash singing. Um, you just, it was just nothing to do with their diction the room was just so boomy my goodness couldn't hear anything no you know um so what we can kind of talk about is the idea of concept musicals i was thinking mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah you know plot musicals yeah. book musicals as they're known um you know concept musicals I, a lot of people's favorites are concept musicals i suppose you know uh biggest one probably being cabaret Actually, that's not true. The biggest one's probably Rent. Cats. Um, oh. Probably. Cats not a concept one? It's got to be something in it, so I suppose, yeah. I <laughs> suppose it would be. I suppose it... No, it is. It is. It is. basically yeah. very similar. It's just... Yeah, it's just different... Yeah, concept... Together by the fact they want to go to cat heaven. 
Yeah, or Jellicle Ball or whatever they call it. Yeah. The Jellicle Ball, yeah. But yeah, the di- like kind of just talking about the difference between a book musical and a concept musical. So you've got book musicals, which is your normal narrative-driven, most mm-hmm. popular form of writing type musical, I suppose, where everything is just like, mm-hmm. this happens, then this happens, then this happens, and then it all comes together in the end. Like Les Mis, Phantom, all your big ones. And then a yeah. concept musical is just where it's based on a theme or where things are just a bit more conceptual. Like Cabaret, there is a story, but it's still mm. a concept musical because it's all just this massive anti... No, well, not even anti-Nazi, but certainly kind of just like that. You've got that whole concept going on all the way through it. And Rent, there is a kind of story, but then actually it's based around this concept of bohemia and living your life till to the fullest it can be lived. So that's the kind of difference. And what we have here is a concept musical with a capital C. Yeah, I mean, there is no story really, from what I could tell. There's well, there's Sarah, and she's got she's got six daughters. Even if they, they are her daughters, tell... they might just be individual well, yeah, we women. You know? We don't know who they are. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is definitely this is. I would actually say this is kind of if you want a, an example of a concept musical, this this is this is it. Mm. You know, really, because literally the concept, I mean. The stories are only held together by, quite literally, as I said before, this quilt. Um, and do you know what sort of stories? So, what stories cover? Because each one seems to cover a, a different theme, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, the ones that I remember vividly were there was there were quite a few about religion, about what it's like to grow yeah. up religious, what it's like to be in a religious school. There was quite. There was a couple on. Um, there was a couple on education in general, just kind of going to school and growing up. There was a couple about disease as well, and kind of dealing with grief with someone who's close to you. Yeah. Uh, there was the one about childbirth as well. Um, it deals with. To be fair to it, like it does deal with a lot. Well, it's based on. It's based on the book The Quilters, Women and the, the Domestic Arts. Women and Domestic Arts by Patricia Cooper and Norma Bradley Allen, which um, I think was essentially a book about the the lives of, yeah, American pioneer women and the hardships that they went through. I think they just took a few themes and stories from that and, you know, essentially musicalized them, didn't they? Yeah, in some ways, yeah. I suppose that that is true. Just simply, I mean, it'd be cool to read that book, actually, I suppose. In my research, well, there's a couple of the things that I kind of wanted to point out, which I, I think is interesting. When we When we do kind of see the frontier in the arts, when we do see the Wild West, it is often the men. We see the cowboys, we see the sheriffs, we see the highwaymen. You know, we we know what that's like, I think, in the arts. We see it a lot. And we very rarely see what it's like to have been a woman in that time, you know? Yeah. And we like Calamity Jane, you know, is a is a golden age musical that kind of hints at it, but it's a you know, slightly less empowering in that she just conforms in lots of ways. Um but And you get your gun. Yes, and you get your gun as well. Similar, but yeah. this is, you know, this is about a group of women, what it's like to survive in the frontier as a group of women written by women. And I found this little snippet. 
um, which is interesting. And I'll read it out quickly. It's um, something called Notes from the Frontier, which is a blog. <laughs> okay. Um, and it says, in frontier America, quilts were a way for women to gain immorality. Quilters often called their quilts diaries or albums because they told stories and were tangible evidence of how a woman had lived her life, cared for her family, built a home and took pride in her work. Since women were often left out of written history, a quilt was a tangible legacy of her life that would remain on earth for generations after she was dead. A quilt was her book. Her needle was her pen. That's brilliant. Mm. So it's it's so it is an actual thing. Like you know, in in during this time in the eighteen hundreds, all up until like the early nineteen hundreds, it it was a thing women did to tell stories and it, of their lives. Oh to, yeah, yeah, and also I, I to socialize. You know, they they would be in groups together talking. Well, that's why it's actually quite a clever. It is quite a clever concept to yeah. have each story told in a quilt and then at the end you because you're reminded at the end i believe they hold up a, a big quilt and apparently it's actually quite an impressive ending and obviously every piece that you've been shown throughout you look at and you you are reminded of the story that you heard behind it in the show exactly quite cool exactly and quite also cool, to yeah. have a group of women do it like how they would have done back in those times where they would make the quilts whilst talking to each other mm. and stuff you know it's it's fairly you know, it must be. It's probably quite realistic. You know, it's probably obviously. I doubt any of the women who were who were quilters were able to see the show because <laughs> it was late eighties, early eighties. Sorry. Yeah. So probably yeah. no one was who was necessarily around to see it. Well, I think shows like this, concert musicals, in especially, sort of clues in the name, depends so much on the director mm. and how they take that concept. Yeah, and evolve it. Um, you know, I I'm reading an, an article here from the LA Times about one of the productions, uh, and they say that <clears throat> they say that if directed wrong, um, in the wrong hands, quilters could easily become quaint and langor lang langorous, langorious, langorious. Yeah, so in the wrong hands, quilters could basically become. Uh, quite quaint and maybe sentimental, but uh, and it says it's episodic vignettes about pioneer times on the prairie, pieced together like the show's handmade quilts, have a tendency towards the elegiac. But this touching, funny, musically winning production has been directed by Terry Hol uh, Rolston and performed by its cast of seven with a verve and lack of nostalgia that give it the unsentimental. There's that word again pulse of life so clearly you know the la times think if it's been directed uh if it's been directed or they were well, friends with the director it's true but i think with concept musicals as i've said really the director is honest like so important well yeah it is important but i, I still don't think it's as important as the actual concept of the show if the concept's shit the show's gonna be shit isn't it yeah but the concept looks quite good I wonder. Yeah, look, the, the, what I mean is, I think the concept is really cool. Do I think this concept, if it were given to me as a musical writer, would I think that would make a good musical? No. I think the concept's cool, but I don't think it lends itself well, to it being a cool musical. Well, it depends what you... Maybe they didn't... The issue is maybe they didn't write the, choose the right story. 
No, I think the amount. Think of well, we don't really team. know what the stories are because we couldn't yeah, hear them. You can't hear them. Um, piano. But Dank Cores. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dank Core. Thank you, Mr. Dank. Um, I the 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 thing with it for me is, and I think this is what Frank Rich said. You know, it's it's a play with music, and I agree with that. And there are lots of. I don't really think it is a musical. I think it's a play with music because a lot of them are like monologues. There's a lot of monologues in there. Um, and there's a lot of speaking. And then the, the songs, as I'm sure we'll go into later, they're just, they're like one verse and a chorus and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, then there's more speaking. I don't really think there are, they're really songs <clears throat> as they are interludes. It's time for this week's quiz. This week's quiz is called Quizzin' and Dreamin'. Okay, sure it is. Yeah, okay. like it, like it. So, um, <clears throat> so what are the scores on Depot? Uh, they are, so Getty, you've so got there's 24. There's a French theme today. There's a French theme from you today, Tom. Yeah, so um, I, I've been... actually written a... a a song that has some French in it. That's probably why. Is the French grammatically French. correct and everything? Have you, have you? It is. I. It's sung by a, a French speaker as well. So that's good. Not me. That'd be terrible. No one wants that, that would be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the scores are. You mm. have twenty-four, mm. and I have. A simple 20. Very good. So you're four ahead. So, I mean, yeah, this is going to be tricky business for me. Got to do some catching up. Yes. So uh, if you're new here, uh, the winner of the quiz um, at the end of the season will get a ticket to a show of their choice bought for them by the other person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the moment, Getty, you're well on your way. How do you feel? I feel great to be honest with you it's good to be on out in front um but yeah look i've got to keep an eye on the rearview mirror and yeah that's it you know I, you could good. overtake me at any point um any point any any point. any point tom so do you want to go first did or i go first I? last in time or did you go first last time when we did i the can't prom? remember me neither remember. me neither well i'll tell you what I will answer first this week, then, if that's okay, okay, sir. Sure. Okay. Your first question. Yes, Tom. How many Tonys was the show nominated for? It was nominated, Tom. Oh, gosh. Hang on. Six. I'm sorry, it's five? No, it's not. It's six. One, two, three, four, five. It says here. Yeah, but... Oh! No, it's six. No, no, yeah, five. Five, yeah. No, it's it's definitely six. Wait, so... Wait, but two were for the same category. Yeah, but that's still two nominations, isn't it? Well, at the top of the... um... Oh, that's interesting. See, it's interesting because I, I read somewhere five and somewhere else said six. 
genuinely. Well, I can read what it says on Wikipedia if I get it up. Yeah, six Tonys, you're right. Somewhere else I read said five. Okay, great. Well, there you go. So two for the same one. That's mm. weird. But yeah, I mean, I guess that is sick. I don't know. That's yeah. probably happened quite a bit, you know. I'm pretty sure that has happened quite a bit with people getting nominated for the same well, also, category. And it does count as so non. Bizarre. So bizarre. So can we just talk about how that... What, the fact that <laughs> it even got nominated for a Tony? Six. Yeah, I know, right? Also, it was a slow original year. score. Slow year. Original score. Slow year. Was it? Yeah, man. Slow year. What, what else is there? What else um, is there? I can tell you for best musical, it was up against Big River, Grind, nice. Leader of the Pack. Um, I only know, okay. I the only other one I know from that is Grind, because that was directed by Hal Prince and was one of quite a few flops he had at the beginning of the 80s. Who won? Best musical. What year is it? Three? Four? Five. Five? Uh, mm. Big River. <clears throat> Big River ran. One. Big River ran. <laughs> Big River yeah, won. Big River. Which I don't know. I don't know at all, Big River. But, hey. No. Must... Oh, maybe yes, we'll I do. Find it's out. the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, isn't it? That one. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But yeah, is. there you go. It was a bit of a slow year, it seems. So, yeah, really don't know any of those. And it ties into my question to you, Tom. Question number one. Here we go. Um, how many performances did the six-time Tony-nominated show Quilters run for on Broadway? It ran for uh, 24. Ding, 24 ding, ding. Five five previews, yes. five previews, and yes. it basically just made it, it. The only reason it crossed months is because it obviously started halfway through one. <laughs> um, so how does a show that ran for one month by accident and twenty four performances get nominated for six Tonys? Well, we just found we just we just found out. Didn't yeah, we? but. <laughs> Even in that case, how can you? I I don't even know if the Tony nomination committee even managed to get to a performance with that few performances. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, one one, today. Good. Mm. Keep going. Well, let's see if we can get three out of three each. Come on, <clears throat> come on. All right. Who? Who? Directed the Edinburgh Fringe show? Uh, sorry, the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, version of the show well that was a uh, barbara damashek herself wasn't it it was it was indeed barbara damashek yeah so she seemed again again another weird thing i found with this was mm -hmm. that the book writer well the the music writer directed the i'm okay with that show i'm fine with it but mm -hmm. it is quite peculiar like i've not seen that so far i don't think in any uh, in any yeah. of the other shows we've done i'm trying to think where that has happened but i can't do you know what though i, I do mean, prefer it. it all the way through i do prefer it to um people writing shows and putting them in the lead part putting themselves in the lead part that's what i'm gonna say about that 
Interesting. Directing it, fair. I can see that. I, yeah. In fact, that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Well, particularly if it's such a visual show. Hmm. It, it makes yeah. sense, yeah. But putting yourself in it, I'm just not a fan of. TBH. Fair enough. Okay, good. My, my go. My go. Oh, I'm asking you a question now. Yeah, okay, I always forget. Right, okay, here we go. Are you ready? After the Denver Center Theatre Company produced the world premiere of Quilters in 1982, where hmm. was the musical produced in Los Angeles, California the following year? Um, it was produced in the... Uh, in the... In the uh, Mark Taper Forum. Yeah, boy, nice one. Uh, because because it was it sort of again weird with this show. Well, not that weird, I suppose, but it kept having out of town runs. Yeah, development. It went then went to the Pittsburgh 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 public. Yes, it did. Couldn't say that no. for some reason. Um, and then, like like I said, it went to like the Edinburgh Festival, and I think it went to Kennedy Centre, Washington as well, as well, which is pretty big. Kennedy Centre, I think that was that the one before it went to Broadway. It went to the Kennedy Centre. Uh, yes, for seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that yes. was that longer than its Broadway run? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it might have been. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely was. Yeah, twenty-four days. That's, well, that's it's twenty-four about, shows. Twenty-four yeah, shows is 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 uh, three weeks. Yeah. So, wow. yes. Okay. Great. Good. Good. Doing Good. well. Is this is this the final question? It is, isn't it? Yeah, your final question. Okay, here we go. Your Come final. on, let's do it. Let's get three for three each. Let's do it. So, what did hmm. the Washington Post describe it as? Washington Post. Uh... Wait, isn't that what I said earlier, the Washington Post? No, you said... When I said play with music. Frank Rich. You said Frank Rich. It said uh, it was a play with music. What you said... Well, that's the only thing that I can remember any newspaper saying, so I'm going to have to go with play, play with music. Correct! <laughs> Was I wrong earlier? Hilarious. Yes, you were. Hilarious. And I didn't say anything, and I sat here <laughs> and I went... I was like, cheeky boy. I'll ask, I'll ask him the question. I'm not going to lead him anyway. I'm just asking him. You cheeky, cheeky boy. Said, but you got it. That's so, yeah, that's good. I love how you're you're playing the quiz before the quiz has even started now. <laughs> yeah. Well literally you said it and I was like, oh I almost I almost jumped in and I said no. Well fair play. Fair, fair play to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Frank Rich said, um Yeah, what did he say instead then? He said it was a static Melange of s- melange, melange, melange. No, melange. Melange. Yeah. melange. Skits, <laughs> I've never seen that word before. Melange of skits. I was right the first time. Monologues and songs unified by a theme. Uh, unified by a theme rather than a sustained plot or characters. Well, essentially a concept musical. Yeah, I was about to say he's written that quite like um forthright and as if it's like scathing. But what he's essentially just done is defined a concept it's musical. A concept musical. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is 
That is true. Okay, my question, my final question. Your please. question finale. Okay. Are you ready? Question number three for you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Who, Tom, originally played the part of Sarah on Broadway? Marry somebody? Mary Reinhardt? Mary Reinhardt? Is that wrong? Yes. <laughs> okay. I read that name somewhere. Yeah, you did. That's why I, that's why I was like, oh, it's such a shame because you really did read that name somewhere in that Mary Reinhardt Hart um was the played one of the roles of the daughters in North Dakota at the first outdoor theater production of, of, of Quilters. Um, but the, the first lady to play Sarah on Broadway was, a, was an actress called Lenka Peterson or Peterson. Right. Okay. No, Lenka no. Peterson. Right. Okay. Um, don't really know who Damn. she is. I putting away. Um, no idea who that is. Okay. Well, at the end of that round, you now have 27 and I have 22. I can almost putting away. I can Quite almost a hard question. hear the ticket steward ripping my ticket. Uh, from, from you. Hard, hard stuff. Hard stuff. Hate names. And yet you continue to exploit me. Every week. What's your favorite song and why? So, Tom, um, I mean, good luck with that this bit this week. Um, yeah. What was your favorite song, Tom? <laughs> right. So, this sounds ridiculous, and it, you know, there is so there is no album to listen to anything. No. And and the songs that I did listen to stopped. After, <laughs> like like five or seven no five to eight lines they just stopped and someone spoke and that was sort of it mm. so the play with music rings rings true to me however i absolutely loved the bop <clears throat> that is rocky road oh rocky road my. rocky road rocky road you are calling me there's a better life at hand over the rocky road to the prairie sea, I am bound for Canaan's land, Rocky Road. And in the in in the show, this is where they hold rings up and they in the start show, the Tom. Caravan. Tom, in the show, Tom, Mr. Ling. No, I think this happened in the in. No, the, I'm sure it did. What I'm moment. saying is, in the show, Mr. Ling showing himself up, having watched the first song and nothing else. <laughs> No, I, I I was in a taxi. I was in a taxi for for an hour and a half. I watched I watched a fair amount, but I I realized about forty five minutes in that I actually had no idea what anything anything that was happening. Um, I cannot I believe you picked that song. Now, obviously, people listening to this will not have heard it. I have heard that song, yeah. and I simply yeah. cannot believe that that is your favorite song from the show. I actually really enjoyed it. 
I thought I painted quite a good picture. I loved that they hold held up the rings and, and the cat because it's the start of the journey, wasn't it? And then they're off. They're yeah. off to the frontier. Yeah. And they walked along. I thought the staging was quite good. The girls in the in the in the show seem to be enjoying themselves. They seem to be having a good time. <laughs> they looked like they were having a laugh. People the audience were chuckling. Yeah. Look, you're right. It, it seems enjoyable. I, it's just it's yeah. I think we should prefer If you want a song that is is actually a like a song. Yeah, don't listen to this show. <clears throat> uh I really enjoyed Never what was it, Never Growing Old, Never Grow Old. Mm-hmm. In a second act. A land where we'll never grow old. That's actually quite nice. And there's a there's a video of a if you if you do want to listen to something uh from it, there's a video of a choir doing it, a female choir. Oh, I bet that's nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah it was it was really nice mm, in I a church they performed it really well um in that beautiful home where we'll never more roam we shall be in that sweet bye-bye happy to praise the king to eternity sing tis a land where we shall never die quite nice oh, that's quite nice actually see i couldn't really hear that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, this is why I actually I did actually go and scour the internet and I listened to a few of the songs. I also listened to a few of them. Uh, what was it? Needle's Eye, blimey. That's, that was another one. Mm. Yeah, I did that for my favourite, which was um, <clears throat> yeah, Butterfly. How does it go? Um, well, you put me on the spot here, Tom. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. But... That is actually because none of the songs have much of a hook. Or a structure. Or a structure. <laughs> um, and that's what I liked about this one was actually, well, we should preface this bit by saying, you know, like it is very folk heavy. It is very country and it's not like Dolly Parton country and Western or whatever. It is very folk Appalachian mountains type stuff. And with very loud piano. With very thank you, Mr. Dank. Um, and it for me, I just I don't like that type of music. It's not something I enjoy, the kind of fiddle cello piano thing. I just it's not I'm not into it. And that's basically ninety five percent of the score. And Butterfly is this yeah. really nice moment where it seemed to me, because I did watch it um another performer doing it. And it is like a, a a woman either grieving for a dead child or grieving for a child that has grown up. In, in any case, it seemed like a, a grieving process for a mother. And I thought the song is it's like a lullaby style. It takes it's not in a folk style. And it's actually a really nice song. It made me actually feel things. I was like, oh, OK, this is this is nice. I, I can I can relate to this in, in musically. And it didn't. That was the thing for me. I think mostly the music was just, it just very fronted for me because it wasn't very emotional. There's not real much emotion to it. I feel like what they did was, okay, well, we're writing a show about frontier women. So what we're going to do is we're going to write folk and nothing but folk and people are just going to enjoy it because that's that's the world we're creating. But by doing that, I just think the music is like mostly devoid of any emotion until <laughs> we get to that, that moment or never grow old. I think there's only a couple of times when they do that. And it turns out like, um, you know, 
Barbara Damashek can really do the emotional side. It's just, I think it's a shame mm-hmm. she doesn't do it more. Well, I think it, from what I gathered, just touching on what you said there, the music is very much of its time. And it also captures the bitterness, kind of captures the, like almost the kind of rough and ready nature of their experiences. Yeah, well, of course. And I don't mind that. Out there. I don't mind that for like so, two or three songs. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, it come, we come back to what the Washington Post said. I think it, I don't know, a musical needs to have actual fully realized songs. Cornelia, Car- Cornelia, Cornelia Corncob doll is, might have been one of my favorites if I could hear it. For my Cornelia Corncob doll, I found the longest corn silk strands. I made her a right pine head of hair mm. and the husks. Turns out the lyrics are pretty good hands. then. I sit and pretty her up till she's sitting pretty. It was the morning and evening of the first day. Well, they're all right. They're better than I thought they'd be. Quilting and dreaming. Quilting and dreaming. Yeah, but we're not going to go through each individual song now and talk about them. No, I'm, I'm just, just giving them. I'm just <laughs> giving them the recognition they deserve. Well, they don't deserve any. That's my point. <laughs> Hoe down. Oh gosh, that was painful. Look, there were bits of it I liked. I'm just saying, I don't think I think it hammered home the point too much that we are on the on the frontier and that there are there's folk music. I think you can be cleverer with how you integrate that into an MT score. I think, you know, Jason Robert Brown, um, with how he does it. Um, think about how, you know, um, Leonard Bernstein integrates so many different dance styles with West Side Story and the jazz that's in there and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, there is just so many ways you can do it. And I just felt like this was just, we're in the Western Front. Here is a lot of folk music. Ah! You know? He's now watching Rocky, Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Oh. Oh, those harmonies are pretty nice. Oh, actually, There's you know what? I will say there are some. Life at hand. I will Love say that. there are, to be fair, some nice harmonies in there. In throughout, there are actually some pretty nice harmonies. Fair play. Also, Fair really play. great that it's like an all-female cast in a musical. Yeah, actually, cool. we didn't took us way too long. To and talk a female about that. And, and a female story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, the whole point was that it highlighted stories that I think you said you may have said this earlier. Stories that um. They were overlooked because they all focused on, like, Of Mice and Men, for example, all focused on... I did say that earlier. Thanks for listening, Tom. Rocky Road, Rocky Road, there's a better life at hand. Okay, so so now it's time for a bit of stage fright. Um, Now, normally we read... uh, Stuff that's come in, or we have a guest on. But this week, Getty has volunteered uh, a little story for us. And again, I've got no idea what this story is, so I'm quite excited to hear what, what you've got to, got to say. Yeah, I don't know if you do know the story. You, you might have been told it before, but you've just forgotten, which is totally good. That's good for now. So, okay. I'll cast your mind back to university. Oh, yeah. To, um, to I think, 2015. <laughs> I want to say or 16 don't do that 
I know. Yeah, sad, right? <laughs> why, why bring up why, dates? Why bring up dates? Six years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I think it was... What, when did we do Seat of Angels? Was that March 2000 and... I have no idea. I literally... 14, 50. 2000, yeah, it was March 2015. That's when we did City of Angels. So this was the same term that we did that. And obviously, when, when you're at university, or certainly it was at Birmingham and GMTG at the time, if you were MDing a show, you couldn't MD the showcase as well, and vice versa. You couldn't MD two things in one term. So I wasn't MDing the showcase, and the showcase had been outsourced that term to the Mac, which is a oh, theatre yeah. um, oh, yeah. down the road from <laughs> down the road from the university. And I had nothing to do with it. Uh, and then it got to about two days before the show, and it was being directed by a very good friend, Amy. And she just asked for my help. She was like, look, we need to tie the music together. Things aren't orchestrated properly yet and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll help out, I'll help out. I get to the day and the orchestra have been pulled together last minute. They haven't seen any of the music. Um, so, like, I have to rehearse the band. Like, and I've not even, I don't even know what's Wait, in the, the set day. list. On the day. Yeah. Oh, this is honestly about oh, no. three hours before the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is about three hours before the show. Um. And I haven't even seen the set list. I don't even know what's in the show. <laughs> and I have to rehearse the band. What? Because no one else oh. is there. And well, who's MDing this? I can't remember who was MDing it, genuinely. And I'm not just saying that to not dob them in it on yeah, a podcast. Yeah. I actually maybe, can't maybe remember. Maybe it's best not. But that, that yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had to rehearse the band. Didn't. Just, it was a surprise to me as much as it was to them what was in it. So that was fun. And then what was happening, the team of orchestrators that were doing it were one by one turning up. So that basically, you know, I was doing a song and whilst I was doing a song, the next song would arrive and then we would do that. And then the next song would arrive and then we'd do that. Um, it was, that was that, you know what? That sounds like that's the stage, right? And that's just like all prologue. Um, they hadn't got a piano player either. Uh what? What? Yeah, I know, right? What? They had they they didn't get a piano. How player. do they rehearse the numbers with the? How are they doing all of it without a piano player? Yeah, well, I know, right? I know. Um, and okay. I think it, it turned out. Um, I guess they had assumed that they would ask me. And oh, I, I said, well, I said yes because I was like, I mean, you have no piano player, so yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, sure. Now, as I told you, I I didn't even know what was on the short list of, of the set list even and i was essentially sight reading in the show i was sight reading the songs in the show some of which mm. i hadn't even seen before in my life heard of. or heard of yeah um one of which was um oh um you know uh, i decided to marry you from a gentleman's guide mm. um which is not easy and it's quick and you have to you know, it, that, it's I'm even I'm, I'm breaking out in a sweat just thinking about having to sight read that in real time. But it gets to moments in the woods from Into the Woods. Yeah, which, you know, it's a lovely song. And it was in being mm. sung by our good friend, Matthew Hayden. He gets a lot of mentions on this podcast. He does, but he's got a great voice. Yeah, he does. Um, and he was singing it with Tash Cotron. And oh. I... <laughs> I turn the page and it's there, you know, 
and I'm playing it and I'm playing it and it's good and I'm following them and I'm like okay I know kind of how this one goes um, from listening to it and we can just vibe we're vibing with Matt on stage it's good Will Tuckwell is sat next to me and because they didn't have any band lights he's wearing a head torch in order to shine light onto the music right sitting next to me and turning pages for me after about two pages he he turns the page yeah. And there's nothing there. What do you what the like blank page? It was the next song. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it was the next song. Oh no, in the middle um, of the song. In the middle of the song and not even in the middle. This is like at the beginning of the song. That's like a 9 to 12 page song at moments in the woods. Yeah. yeah and yeah, this yeah. was after like two pages, nothing. Just nothing. Oh, I turn so the page oh, and there's nothing there. So I'm still playing and I literally, I turn to Will Tuckwell, who's just sitting there helping me out and I'm playing and I literally just turn to him and I go, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing there. Um, and he goes, what, what, what? Just panicking next to me. And on stage, <laughs> you can just see this guy. All the music was laid out on the piano, on the body of the piano. So all they can yeah. see is the audience is this guy in a head torch scrambling from looking the seat over the... the body of the table of the piano, looking for the music, just looking whilst I'm still playing. Um, what how, how are you playing? Just the same motif over and over again, because I knew that it changed. Just hoping kind of... that it, hoping that it would, you'd get it before it changed. Yeah, um, and I kind of just knew where the changes were just from having listened to it. And I kind of played along a little bit and tried my best to keep up and go with Matt and Tash when they did things. And because lots of it are like, you know, will you kiss me? And then carry on and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the chords underneath slightly change each time. Um, and there was nothing there for the rest of the song at all, ever. If anyone ever tells you about sight reading and improv as a pianist, just to be thrown into the deep end and then you'll just get better at it. That is 100% that is what happened to me that day. But yeah. also at the same time, I've never been so scared in my life because you can't just stop. You can't just be like, sorry, everyone, we need to stop. There's no music in front of me. Well, um, that was that was the show. <laughs> um, I mean... A bit of an interesting one this week. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sticking with us. But we promised you in our in our very first intro, we would bring you the the diamonds. That's not West what you End. said. You well, you well. What did we say? The Hidden well known things. Yeah, yeah. We said we're bringing the diamonds and <laughs> no, we, we didn't say anything hid- about diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> and we said we bring you the hidden gems. And we are yet to um, bring you a hidden gem, but we have to yeah, go through I mean, things like certainly- quilters to get there. <laughs> This is certainly hidden. <laughs> so, probably for the best. I think, to be fair, it was like instead of a gem, it was just it was a, it was a hidden quilt. Yeah, yeah, a hidden quilt, a hidden, just part of the, you know, the wider fabric of of musical theatre canon. Yes, yeah, so you know the drill. Um, as always, you can follow us at show underscore show underscore pod. Or send us an email at showshowpod at gmail.com. And if you, uh, if you liked what you heard uh, today, uh, go back and listen to uh, some of our other episodes where we were actually able to watch and listen to the show uh, and give us a five-star review, uh, please, and, uh, and thank you. 
Uh, but do get in touch, especially if you've got a funny stage fright story or if you know any of your friends that have got one, because uh, we would love to read them out. They don't need to come on. They can come on. They're very friendly. Uh, or they can just email in or DMS, whatever you fancy. Whatever you fancy. <laughs> Getty, have you got anything to say? I told you. It's just become a running theme over the last few episodes that I just sit and watch in awe as you go off on one in regards to ending the show. And, and look, we provide entertainment to people listening and you provide entertainment to me every week as I watch you slowly drown in words in order <laughs> to close the episode. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. And we must say... Thank you so much to everyone who's listened. We've reached 2,000 listens. Yeah, um, 2,000. Which is a lot and, of listens. Um, yeah. And is going look, up as long week, as there are actually people out there listening, and it isn't just both of our mums listening to them on repeat in order to my give mom, us waffles. She doesn't, she doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> oh, no. We lost your mum. We've <laughs> got better things to do. I've been Geddy. I've been Tom. And that was Quilters. Goodbye. Goodbye.